This is the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update. We'd like to say that, in our opinion, it is not suitable for children or for those of you who may have a nervous disposition. This is the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update. All the classic rock news of the day with your host, Jeremy Lunnan. Oh, that's so bright. You can't see it. I got I got this on-air light. We're big time. We're in the palatial new studios here at the uh, Classic Guitar Rock Command Center. And it's Monday, but I'm excited about Monday because we got our, a full rock and roll week coming up. And we've got excited, exciting things to talk about, especially if you're a fan of the Motley Crue. We got, we're chock full of Motley Crue news today. So you've picked the right place. Mick Mars has confirmed that he'd be open to working with Motley Crue again. Can you believe that? Remember, this was a nasty breakup, right? Originally, it started out that the band announced that because of this condition that Mick has, ankylosing spondylitis, that he would no longer be touring with the band, but would still be a member of the band. Well, then it took a nasty turn and they started fighting and calling each other names. There were lawsuits. It was not, it's not the way we want to see our classic rock bands behaving, but it's, it's, it's a sign of the times. It just happens. A quote from Mick, it just, makes me really upset that they want to try and bully me more or less out of the band. So it's the last man standing that collects everything. This is what he said at the time. And then he, he added that his former bandmates were heroin addicts and felons. <laughs> uh, now you'd think when you start calling, excuse me, excuse me. I'm in the new studio. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not used to where everything's located. Once you start calling each other heroin addicts and felons, you know, that, that's that's not a sign of a good relationship. Let's just say that. But he says, if Motley wanted me to write songs with them again, of course I would. So he's like, you know, I mean, they're heroin addicts and felons, but they're my heroin addicts and felons. So, yes, I would I would write with them. Again, but he says, right now, I'm just me, solo. So I'm writing, and it's not motley, and it's how I feel. My idea is my kind of thing, kind of trying to reinvent myself and bring myself up to date. So who knows what that means? Speaking of Motley Crue, uh, John Five who has replaced Mick in the current incarnation of Motley Crue says, quote, I think what's important is that I have such a respect and fondness for Mick. This is John five talking to uh, Rockfeed. quote. And I think that if anybody was going to do it, I think Mick would want me to do it because I love the music and I love Mick so much. And I love his solos just like the world does. And I think that's important. I think that's really, really important because I told, I hold him on such a pedestal End quote. And and it is true that Mick and John Five have a great great relationship. Um, but here's the really cool Motley news I wanted to share. It's actually Mick Mars news. 
Today, Mick proudly announced on Instagram that his album, The Other Side of Mars, has debuted at number one on the iTunes charts. Coming in at a close second is Ace Fraley's 10,000 Volts. Oh, and we talked about that on Friday. I listened to it over the weekend. Haven't listened to uh, Mix yet. I'll go, I'll go in and listen to it. We'll talk about it once I listen to it. But here's what's really cool. They both debuted ahead of Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye. All right. In a heartfelt message, Mick expressed his gratitude to his fans. Quote, woke up to finding myself at the top of the iTunes charts and thought I must still be dreaming. I don't know what to say. Thank you so much for your support. And thanks to iTunes and Spotify for the feature as well. End quote. But here's the thing, guys. Mick is not singing, right? Compared to Ace, Ace is singing on his. <laughs> so Ace is already kind of at a disadvantage because, I mean, I love Ace to death. He ain't a good singer. And the more I listen to his new album, he could have he would have benefited from having some good singers, as Mick has done on his album. He's brought in great singers to sing on these songs he's written, and I think that helps the album as well. So great news. They both... Uh, uh, you know, beat out Kanye, which is, is always a good thing. This is a significant moment for rock music. This is from metal Wani, I think with two rock icons reigning supreme atop the global charts ahead of major pop and rap acts like Kanye West and twice, I guess twice is a never heard of him. Never heard of him. Now Tucker is chiming in. Tucker, this is a take I haven't heard. I think Mick was the problem in crew. He didn't want to tour anymore or make new music with crew. Well, and I, I know he didn't want to tour. Absolutely. I was not aware that he didn't want to make new music with crew. That's interesting. Thanks for uh, sharing that. Thanks for checking in today. S speaking of Motley crew uh, and John five, Stephen Piercy, Stephen Piercy, a follower of the Classic Guitar Rock page. Thank you, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of Stephen and Rat. He's among the dis the uh, traditionalists who are disillusioned with Motley Crue's recent lineup change, right? And I think a lot of folks are. When, when you replace an original member, it rubs a lot of folks um, the wrong way, right? And Piercy says, quote, Motley bringing in John Five, no disrespect. That's not Motley Crue, Piercy declared during an appearance on the Hook Rocks podcast. The singer further explained that a crew lineup without Mick Mars doesn't have the proper elements. And, and, and what's ironic, and I don't mean this to be snarky, what's ironic, John Five is by far the most talented member in the current lineup. I mean, I don't think anyone even would challenge that kiss, right? Tommy and Eric, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, technically speaking, way more talented than either Ace or Peter Chris. And yet that's not kiss to most people, right? It's there's a, there's a connection we have to the personalities in our favorite bands. It's not just about the technical musicianship, right? And, um, John John 5 is amazing. Tucker uh, posting here 
John five is amazing. He is super talented. I love the dude. And every interview I see with the guy, I just like him. He's a great guy. He's my favorite member of Motley Crue now, <laughs> but to Piercy's point, it's just, it, it's, it's different. Um, Piercy likened it to when Robin Crosby left Robin Crosby, sad story with Robin Crosby. He died. Right. But even before he passed away, he, he, he had a drug problem, right? He had AIDS and that AIDS was from intravenous drug use. I mean, that's, that's what happened. And that's what killed him. Even before he died, he was in a, in a state where he couldn't really play in the band anymore. But that was in a lot of ways, the end of rat, even though they put out albums, they brought Carlos Cavazos in at, at one point they did a tour with Michael Schenker. It just was not the same without Robin. And that's what Stephen Piercy says. He says, quote, rat without Robin. I said it when he wasn't playing. This isn't going to work. We can do anything we want. We can try as hard as we want. It's not going to be the same. The singer noted and it never was and never will be because here's the thing about great bands. You can find great musicians to come in and play the notes, right? But great bands are more than just notes. Their, their personality, their chemistry, their vibe. Uh, and I mentioned how much I loved seeing foreigner here recently, even though it had none of the original members, but you know, I've got to be honest, that was a bunch of great studio musicians recreating the hits of Foreigner, and they sounded really good. But it is true, it's a different vibe and different chemistry when it's not the original original people. Uh, Piercy also talks about his, uh, can I say disappointment? He's wanted to reunite Rat for a long time. He's wanted to reunite Rat for a long time. Um, and in fact, he's out on a tour where they play out of the cellar in its entirety with his band. And again, his band is a great band and they play all the right notes and musically it sounds great, but it's not the same as the whole band. And, and his former bandmates, the ones that are still alive, they just don't share the same enthusiasm. He says, quote, if you're not into it, you're not into it. I can only have respect for Warren. He doesn't need to reunite. None of these guys need to. I don't need to. It's just a matter of where your drive is, I guess. I have a different drive than my guys, and that's where the stops. I can't force them. So on the one hand, he he, he gets that. He understands that. Uh, let me rephrase that. He respects the decision but he doesn't completely understand it, right? Uh, and he says, 40 years later, you should be very fortunate. It doesn't matter how deep your pockets are. It's the integrity you have for what you created, what you were a part of. That's what pisses me off. Out of the cellar is the most important thing that we've done. It should be respected, but it is what it is. So Warren... Juan, Bobby, the remaining members, you know, they could, they could get, I think it'd be great if they could get Carlos along because he was great. I thought he was a great fit in the band uh, and do a, a tour. I mean, it would have been, how awesome would it have been to go see the whole 
original band without Rob, and they can't do it without Rob because he's passed away. But it would have been cool to see out of the cellar with Warren and Juan and Bobby. It did. I mean, it would have been cool as a rap fan. I would love to see that. Phil Phil Ehart of Kansas, Ehart, Ehart, Ehart. How does he pronounce his last name? I'll say Ehart. Phil Ehart of Kansas will be taking time off from touring as he recovers from a major heart attack. This is the health update. We have one in every update now, right? The news was announced via Kansas's social media, which noted there is no timetable for his return to the road. Phil is kind of, can I call him the manager? He's kind of the band's man. He's the band's leader, right? Of course, again, here's a band full of great musicians, but not original. I mean, there's, there's like two original members, right? Steve Walsh isn't there. Uh, Carrie Livgren's not there. The violin player who died last year, he's not there. So musically sounds awesome, right? Even the albums they've done are awesome. But again, to the Kansas diehards, that's, that's not Kansas. So I, I get it, right? I, I get it. I get it. Um, The statement did clarify that even with the time off, quote, Phil is remaining in a prominent role with Kansas during his recovery, serving as band manager, as he has done for 40 years. I didn't know that. He's been the manager of the band for 40 years. Eric Holmquist, who was uh, the drum tech for years for Phil, he's filled in for, for Ehart in the past years, and he's been doing the first half of the show. So, so Eric would come in and do the first half of the show, and then Phil would come in and play the second half. Uh, he'll be filling in full time while Phil is recovering. Quote, the way audiences have, re- they're currently doing their 50th anniversary tour uh, through May. Quote, the way audiences have received the 50th anniversary tour has been spectacular. Heck, the first 50 dates didn't even include the state of Kansas. And you know we must perform there. So uh, wishes for a speedy recovery for Phil. And like I said, the stuff I've heard from the current incarnation of Kansas sounds great. Sounds great, but it's not original. Mem- that's, the, that's the world we live in now, guys. So if, if we're holding out to only see bands with all original members, we will not be seeing any of our classic rock bands. <laughs> Just there aren't, there aren't any left, are there? Are there? Um, Tucker said, I posted it earlier. I'll, I'll tuck it again. I'll, I'll post it again. How many times have ACDC changed their lineup and still rocking? Yeah, absolutely. ACDC as, I mean, the only original, original, original member in the band is Angus. I mean, Brian's been in there since 1980. So he's, I mean, he's almost like original. You could consider him original, but he's not. Yeah, so if if we're going to be purists and say, we only want to see original, we won't see any classic rock bands. There aren't any left. Uh, one last note here. Former Journey bassist Ross Valerie releases a new solo single called Wild Kingdom. I just watched a few seconds of it. It sounds really good. You can check that out on YouTube if you want to check that out. One email that I want to share with you. Hi, CGR. This is our friend. Mr. Kuza, who's in Russia, 6,000 miles away. 
He keeps me on my toes, right? Because he reminds me of things I've said. Huh? He says, hi, CGR previously. Sorry. Again, new studio. I'm knocking things around because they're not in the same place as they were before. Hi, CGR. Previously, you said that you're sure all Aussie songs after the first two albums, not cool, but why? I mean, I started listening to Aussie from Crazy Train, and I can't say that previously albums not so no different to me. Explain exactly why you think that. P.S. What can you say about Rob Zombie? Your fan from 6,000 miles away, Mr. Kuza. Mr. Kuza, thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for your emails. Any of you can email me. I would love to hear from you. ClassicGuitarRock at Mail.com. ClassicGuitarRock at Mail.com. Shoot me an email. First of all, I want to clarify. I didn't say that anything after Ozzy's first two albums was not cool. All I said, here's exactly what I said, and this is the second person to, to email me about this. I said, and I stand by this. I stand by this. I said the first two, I'll, I'll, I will restate it clearly so everyone understands what I said. The first two Aussie albums, Blizzard and Diary, are better than any Black Sabbath album. I stand by that. I, th I think they are. But then I also said, okay, listen, listen to this carefully. I also said, uh, heaven and hell. And by the way, I listened back on Friday. And I think when someone was asking me about this, I called, I said back in black instead. I was like, what? I'm getting old, right? Yeah. So before someone emails me when I'm referring to a Sabbath album called Back in Black, <laughs> I, I get it. I was screwed up. Um, but what I said was that Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, this is all my opinion, guys. Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, to me, are better than any of the Aussie albums that came out after Diary. Okay? That's what I said. And a lot of people are, are now that doesn't mean I love Jake. Bark at the Moon was a great album, but I don't think it was as good as Heaven and Hell or Mob Rules. Mama, I'm Coming Home, the stuff Zach did, I think it's great, but I don't think it's as good as Heaven and Hell or Mob Rules, right? And again, I think Blizzard and Diary are better than the entire Black Sabbath catalog. That's how much I like those albums. And that's not to say the other other albums, you know, Lauren emailed in about Masters of Reality. That is a phenomenal album. But I think Blizzard and Diary are better. Paranoid, phenomenal album. But I think Blizzard and Diary are better. Okay, so <clears throat> that's what I'm, and I, I'm not, I don't mean it as a diss. I don't mean it as a diss to any of those albums. But that is how passionate I am about those Randy Rhodes albums. Okay. And if you want to email me about it, that's great. We can talk about, I love talking about those albums. So you can email me uh, more about those. If, if you want me to clarify again, that doesn't mean that there aren't great albums after that from Ozzy. And it doesn't mean that there aren't great black Sabbath out. They're phenomenal. I love black Sabbath albums. I mean, I love, I love, uh, sabotage, right? I love technical ecstasy. Never Say Die, it's not so great. But 
Ozzy or, or Black Sabbath has a tremendous catalog. I just think the two Ozzy albums, Blizzard and Diary, are better than any Sabbath album. And I think the Ronnie albums are better than anything. The you know Heaven Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules are better than any Ozzy album after Blizzard. So so Ozzy's trajectory it was way up here, and then it went like this. Okay. By the way, I think Masters of Reality and Paranoid are better than any Ozzy album after Diary, too. I mean, so, so you could put those up. And you know what? There is some awesome Sabbath stuff from the 80s that didn't even have Ozzy or Ronnie. Um, Eternal Idol? Is that what it's called? That's a great album with Tony Martin. It's a great album. I, I would say it's better than some of the Ozzy solo albums, right? It's not better than Bark at the Moon or Ultimate Sin, or Mom, I'm Coming Home, but it's better than some of the Oz solo albums. All right. I got to quit before I dig this hole any deeper. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, email me, classicguitarrock at uh, mail.com. And Marlon, he made it. Marlon made it to say hello. Marlon, thank you so much. You'll have to watch the recording. Okay, because you came in late, but that's all right. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Thanks for listening. You can email Jeremy at classicguitarrock at mail.com. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Tune in each weekday for the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update.